are. It's taken us long enough to find the sphere. The last thing we need is a health and safety case against the company. Liam, what are you doing out there? Just taking a call, sweetheart. So tell them I'm really not interested, Amar. Right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Nobody died, so they have no right to make any demands. In fact, I feel some redundancies coming on. You know exactly what I mean. Uh, goodbye. Claiming compensation for emotional trauma? Who do these jokers think they are? I am, darling. Come back to bed. <sighs> I don't know what I'd do without you, my sweet, sweet girl. Whatever did I do to win over such a beautiful creature? You made vast sums of money and you were happy to spend it on me? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 so, darling, with that in mind, what are we doing today? I would just adore a visit to that new Ultra Mall on the Certus Major platform. Ah. Or what about the tickets to the Outer Systems Low Gravity Polo Finals? Did you get them? We could make a weekend of it. Honey, I'm, I'm sorry. There's uh, there's some irritating issues down at the Tamar project. I need to go down there to keep them in line and, and get this thing resolved. It shouldn't take long. Tamar! The ancient uninhabited Tamar. I'm sorry, sweetie. But, yeah. Oh, Liam! You are so romantic. You know how much I love ancient ruins. And Tamar, fantastic. You are the best. I'd better get dressed, hadn't I? But, Floria, I wasn't planning on... Don't worry, darling. I'll only be 20 minutes. See you on the lower level shortly. Oh, get Amar to bring the orange shuttle. I prefer that one. It'll go with my outfit. Yes, my sweet. So do you admit that it was inappropriate, Doctor? Well, it wasn't exactly what I said, was it? What exactly do you think you said? Well, I, I, I can't remember now. And why not? Well, I was rather distracted by this little gizmo. It's really rather fascinating. I've been working on it for quite Doctor, some... Doctor, you might have the good grace to finish one conversation before moving on to the next. Oh. Constance! Mrs. Clark, thank you very much. Hmm. Oh, yes, that was it. I remember now. as well as all future ones, and moves its contract to Clemfer and Stanch instead. No, actually, don't bother answering now. I'll give you some time to mull it over. Uh, goodbye. Liam, do you have to be so mean to these people? Laurie, darling, it's not meanness, it's business. We couldn't keep you in the manner you've been accustomed to if business wasn't going so well, could we? <laughs> no, I suppose not. Thank you, my sweet. 
Now, if we just pop up to the top of the landing bays, you'll be able to get a view of the ancient city of Tamar. I am told it's quite striking for a bunch of mud huts, clay cathedrals, and sludge streets. I'll tell you what, I'll race you there. <laughs> With a slight head start! <laughs> Come back here, you! <laughs> That cathedral is just gorgeous. Yeah, it's surprising what you can do with uh, mud. But to think it's still here nearly 2,000 years later, it's just awe-inspiring. Quite the romantic old thing, aren't you? Less of the old, please. You said it yourself, old things can be gorgeous. <laughs> you cheeky thing. Oh, Lion, this is just wonderful. Uh, sorry, sweetie. No, don't worry. What is it, Amar? Both of them. Excellent. No redundancy payment. <laughs> Amar, I'm impressed. But I think Flory will be disappointed. Disappointed by what? Ah, is he arriving early? Perfect. Then all is well. We'll be down shortly. Disappointed by what, Lion? Nothing, my sweet. My small problem appears to have resolved itself. So, I thought I'd drag you down here for nothing, but it seems a very great man. Professor Arian Wick is arriving two days early. You've heard me talking to him, I guess. Professor Wick? Oh, really? Excellent. I would love to meet him. Plus, we have the party from the Archaeological Society due today, so it's going to be a busy one. Well then, uh, sh shall we go? Mm-hmm. Let's... So are you ready to concentrate on your apology? Almost. Oh, right. That's it. There. Done. Oh. Constance, you are absolutely right. I should have warned you that Brudvakian yaks spit. And I certainly shouldn't have laughed when it got you. Alas, despite being over 900 years old, I do, on occasion, still have my childish moments. I'm sorry, is this an apology? Mrs. Clark, I am truly sorry. Mm. I mean it. Look, I can prove it to you. Here, take this. Well, what is it? How does this prove anything? Just relax for a moment, and you'll feel how sorry I am. Oh, Doctor, if this is just some silly trick... It's not. Relax. <sighs> Very well. Huh. What was that? What happened? What did I just feel? My regret that we've had this little set to. And the depth of my apology, I hope. Oh, I think I did, perhaps. Oh, here, take it back. What just happened? Low-level, telepathically delivered empathy. Well, I feel none the wiser. Well, it's a small device I've been working on for several hundred years, on and off. Just a side project, you understand? A mobile extension of the TARDIS's telepathic circuitry. Telepathic? Ah, would that be related to the thing that translates speech for us wherever we land? It would. Well remembered, Mrs. Clark. Oh, thank you. So what's it for, exactly, this empathy device? Why, it's... Well, do you know, I can't quite remember now. 
Well, it's rather a while since I started building it. Several regenerations ago, in fact. But I'm sure it will come in handy at some juncture. Best I plug it into the console to charge while we explore. Explore? Explore where? Where have you brought us to now? The planet Tamar. One of the five wonders of the Ursa Aquarii system. Not really the stunning vistas I was hoping for, and... Oh, goodness me. Oh, what's that smell? It's like pickled eggs and pear drops. Oh, I rather like the smell of pear drops. What your olfactory system is detecting, Mrs. Clark, is a mixture of sulphur compounds together with a little diacetylformamide. Oh, is it safe? As houses... Up that hill, I think. Come along. I hope the view improves. Mauve sand dunes may be novel, but they're hardly inspiring. I guarantee you'll be impressed. Mm. (sighs) Mr. Ice, I presume. Indeed. It's a pleasure to finally meet you in person, Professor Wick. Arian, please. And who is this female? Ah, yes, uh, Arian. Uh, Meet my fiancée, Flory. Delighted, Professor uh, Arian. Likewise, miss. But I must protest, Mr Ice, this part of the project is completely confidential and to my knowledge only you and your assistant have sufficient clearance. Ah, uh, yes, uh, quite right. I'm so sorry, my dear. Would you mind sitting this one out? Oh, I am... What's a little thing like me going to do with information on a mining project? I'll just sit over there and wait for you two to finish. I'm really not. Flory, my darling, I'm sure we can sort this all out. Why don't you just pop into my office and Arian and I will come to some arrangement. Anything for you, my love. See you shortly, Arian. <sighs> well, quite a climb, but... Well worth it for the view. Doctor, quite stunning. Those buildings below. Indeed. Incredibly ornate, but made entirely of mud. Extraordinary. Mm. Where are all the inhabitants? Long since departed, I'm afraid. Really? Did they build spaceships out of mud? (laughs) An AELE, an anomalous extinction level event. The entire Tamarian race died out. Ooh, uh, 2,000 years ago, relatively speaking. Relatively? Well, according to the TARDIS, this is approximately the year 3319, the equivalent of 2190-ish in Earth years. The AELE took place around 1300. I'm not sure I'm any the wiser. What caused it, this extinction? Nobody's quite sure. I suppose I should pop back and look, really. But there is something hauntingly beautiful about the empty cities of Tamar. Come along. Looks like there's some sort of archaeological dig going on over there. Sounds more like a mining operation to me. By the way, there are some people down there. Humanoid, I think. Let's go and introduce ourselves.
This is not what we agreed, Lion. Please, Arian, let's keep this from escalating any further. Escalating? Look, Mr. Ice, you've called upon my expertise to examine these unusual objects, correct? Correct. And you feel that these items are of some importance, yes? Yes! Then let me do my job and examine the artefacts without interruptions from your pet. Pet? That's the woman I love you're talking about. Ah, good day, gentlemen. I'm so sorry to have interrupted. I'm the doctor, and this is con- uh, Mrs. Clark. Ah, <laughs> Doctor, Mrs. Clark, we've been expecting you. You have? Yeah, of course you have, Mr. Um... Liam Ice, two eyes, no eyes. This is Professor Arian Wick. Arian, these must be our two distinguished guests from the Ursa Aquarii Xenoarchaeological Society. Pleased to meet you. Doctor, Mrs. Clark, I must apologize. My assistant should have met you and bought you here by buggy. Not a problem. We enjoyed the stroll. And the views. Ah, uh, yeah, quite. Amor, where are you? Our guests from the UAXS are here. I don't care if they're early. You should have been aware. Anyway, the damage is done now. Get here at once and give them the tour. Goodbye. Mr. Ice, while you play host here, perhaps I should get to work on the artefacts. New ancient Tamarian artefacts? Well, that's rather exciting. Well, they'd be the first such discoveries in 60 years or so, I should think. Well, I am a bit of an expert in these things, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, Doctor. <laughs> all rather dull, really. But uh, Professor Wick here is uh, pretty obsessed with the old stuff. Don't understand it myself, but there we are. So, yeah, uh, Professor Wick, uh, please uh, do head off and, uh, yeah, begin your work. Of course, Mr. Ice. Uh, lovely to meet you both. I hope to see you again later on. Oh, Professor Wick, before you go... I just wanted to ask you what your specialism is. I'm afraid it wasn't on the briefing documents from the, um, Ursula... Uh... From the Ursa Aquarii Xenoarchaeological Society. Very remiss of them, if you ask me. Quite, Mrs. Clark. Very remiss indeed. <laughs> um, of course, Doctor, I'm an extinction specialist with a particular interest in abnormal extinction-level events. So, Tamar... Is an ideal planet to study. Excellent. Though, don't you think Tamar's extinction point shares similar patterns to that of Rathbile 8 and Aquasius in Galaxy 9? Well, yeah, quite possibly, Doctor. Yeah. I need to look into a few things, but it's uh, it's very early days. Perfect. Anyway, I, I, I really must get on. Yes, go ahead, Professor Wick. I shall join you shortly. Doctor, Mrs. Clark, I, I hope you'll forgive but I have matters to attend to. Perhaps you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves to my fiancée, yeah. Miss Solomon. Introducing ourselves? I'm sure she'd love to meet such distinguished guests. We'd very much like to meet your fiancée, Mr. Ice. Very good. Head along the corridor. It's the fifth door on your left. Much obliged, Mr. Ice. Doctor, is it wise to pretend to be xenoarchaeologists? Couldn't we just say we're holidaymakers? But, Mrs. Clark, where would be the adventure in that? Plus, I have a feeling that something rather more interesting than a plain old archaeological dig is going on here. Such as? I'm not sure, but I have a feeling that our new friend Professor Wick is at the heart of it. How can you tell? And for one thing, he seemed a little shifty. Eyes too close together. For another, there's the matter of his credentials. There is no Rathbile 8, nor an Aquasius in Galaxy 9. Oh. I made them up. Well, not such an expert, then. 
Well, in that case, I suppose we should keep a close eye on him. Well, come on. Oh, my apologies, Miss Solomon. Emma, for the 600th time, please call me Flory. Please? Thank you, Miss uh, Flory. Uh, have you seen Mr. Ice's guest from the UAXS? Oh, no, I've just been told to sit in here like a good girl. Oh, dear. Everything is going wrong today. I missed the group's arrival, and uh, now no, the translation... you wouldn't happen to be Miss Solomon, would you? I am, yes. I'm sorry. You are... Well, I'm Mrs. Clark, mm. and this is the doctor. We're from the... Oh, the UAXS, of course. Amma here has been expecting you. Yes, indeed. Welcome, doctor and Mrs. Clark. I've been instructed to take you on a tour of the site as part of your welcome. We've made a particularly exciting discovery in the last few days. Oh, is that the sphere? I've heard Liam talking about it. A sphere? Yes, doctor. A nine-metre diameter perfect sphere on the outskirts of the old Tamarian capital city, buried just a few metres beneath the surface. Fascinating. I should very much We like... should very much like to see it. Me too. If you'd all like to follow me, please. I quite agree, Mrs. Clark. It is impressive, though, no? Impressive, yes, but alien, surely. Interestingly, Doctor, the material appears to be entirely Tamarian. Ah. Locally sourced minerals and metals. Well, it's certainly anachronistic. Not something the ancient Tamarians could have built themselves. And therein lies the mystery. Are there any theories at present? Several. An ancient cult, part of a lost Sontaran battle fleet. Sontaran? Oh, it's certainly not Sontaran. Sorry, the Sontarans are a nasty military race, but I don't believe they've had that much of a presence in this sector. And their scout vessels are considerably smaller than this. That's the information we were given too. Uh, Please, uh, down the steps. I want to show you something found on the side of the sphere. Oh, a door perhaps? None that we've been able to find. Uh. It appears to be a solid piece from what we can tell from our scanning equipment. And what about these inscriptions? These are what we wanted to show you. We've had two ancient language experts here in the last three days, but neither was able to even attempt a translation. An as yet undiscovered language. Well, if anyone can work it out, Mrs. Clark can. Are you a necrologophile, Mrs. Clark? Something like that, yes. <laughs> Most impressive. More of the symbols are recorded back at the complex. There is also a second set at the dig on the other side of the site. A short buggy ride away, um, although access is restricted. I will ask Mr. Ice if we can make an exception for you. In the meantime, shall I arrange for you to study the symbols we've so far recorded in the lab? Oh, that sounds ideal. At least that way we can get out of this wind. And be given a cup of tea, perhaps. The mouthfuls of sand we're currently consuming dry one out, rather. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, let's return to the complex. You too, Miss Solomon. Doctor, why can't we read those symbols? Shouldn't the TARDIS have translated them for us? I know. There are some exceptions to every rule. Doctor, Mrs. Clark. Just coming, Emma. 
certainly adds to the mystery, doesn't it? Come on! We still can't be sure that the saline won't be damaging to the surface of these artefacts. The material has yet to be identified. Your caution is appreciated, but I'm more than confident in what we have here. But surely, sir... Who is the expert here? You are, Professor Wick. And you are a low-grade technician, so there's nothing to discuss, is there? Will there be anything else, sir? No, you may leave, and please make sure I'm not disturbed. I must focus while I examine these pieces. Of course. All right, Liam, I'll give you ten minutes before I go ahead with this without you. Now, let's get this set up. I must say that this whole setup, all of the so-called temporary buildings, the walkways, offices, canteens, it all feels rather extravagant, Amar. <laughs> it's really nothing very special. These pop-up temporary compounds are used across this solar system for everything, from migrant camps to museums. Oh. Ice Industries owns the universal patent, of course. But does it really need its own cinema? <laughs> I see what you mean. But Mr Ice considers it all part of the ice industry's experience. Marketing and public relations. A curse of moderately advanced civilizations, Mrs. Clark. I see. If you'd like to take a seat. On behalf of Mr. Ice, I'd like to show you a short presentation about our activities here on Tamar and throughout the whole of this system. If you don't mind, Amar, I might duck out. I've seen this one a few too many times already. (laughs) Of course. We'll return to Mr. Ice's office suite shortly. Excellent. See you in a moment. Are you sitting comfortably, Mrs. Clark? Oh, very comfortably. Thank you, Emma. Then we should begin. For millennia, we have relied upon nature to provide resources for our own advancement. But there comes a point in every civilization's development where demand outstrips nature's supply. Is he talking about that? Thanks to Ice Industries, however, at last we are able to overcome nature's inadequacies. A suitably dramatic and pompous introduction. Without a leader, Ice Industries would be nothing. Sounds like a ringmaster. All of our advances are thanks to our founder and chairman, Liam Ice. Goodness me. His vision and determination has led to Ice Industries excelling across multiple specialisms. From mining to medicine. Yeah. From retail to research. This is tedious. His unrivaled leadership has led to many technological advances, as well as the development of a devoted following. Unrivaled leadership, unrivaled ego, more like. Liam, darling. Flory, where are our visitors? Oh, just watching the introduction to Ice Film. Oh. Is everything all right? What is it? You're very good with first impressions. What do you think of this doctor, Mrs. Clark? They seem like very nice and intelligent folk to me. Anything suspicious about them? Not that I've noticed. What is it? Darling, you seem concerned. Well, I'm worried they're not who they say they are. I'm not even sure they're from the UAXS. Something about them doesn't add up. Espionage. Uh, Espionage? Industrial espionage? I have a feeling they're from one of our competitors, here to pick up trade secrets or something. Liam, my sweet, let me put your mind at ease. While you were out, I took a call from the UAXS. They were asking if their delegates had arrived and... 
everything in that conversation checked out. I really think you're worrying over nothing. Um, I'm sorry, I wouldn't normally answer calls in your office, but well, you were so busy and there's so much going on, I only wanted to help. Oh, it's fine. Flory, really, thank you. I- I'm grateful. Consider my mind put at ease. Good. You need to relax, my love. You have been working too hard recently. Ah, Doctor, Mrs. Clark, we were just talking about you. I hope your tour was enjoyable. Oh, 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 yes. In fact, Mrs. Clark was just remarking on how much she enjoyed the video presentation. Absolutely, yes, thank you. Most enlightening. I've suggested that Mrs. Clark should be given access to the civil data gathered from both sites, Mr. Rice. And perhaps she might also be permitted to access the second site. And why would you do that? Sir, I I just thought that... Uh, Well, uh, we don't want to abuse Mrs. Clark's goodwill. She's here to observe for the UA access, not to give us free consultants. Oh, I really don't mind. We'd be more than happy to help, if we can. How generous of you both. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Most generous. Uh, Ice Industries is grateful. Our pleasure. Well, whatever happened to that tea, Emma? Oh, of course I shall go and investigate. And while you're about it, you wouldn't happen to have any custard creams, would you? Time's up, Liam. I shall have to continue without you. A momentous point in history. And the beginning of our achieving absolute power over life and death. I connect this here. And that one to the inner casing. Yeah, it all seems rather too easy. Now seems as good a time as any. Three, two, one... Power on! Hmm. Perhaps it'll take a few. The lights have gone out. Not again. We have these uh, occasional dips in supply, I'm afraid. No, no, no. Wait, wait. wait. Shush! What? What is it, man? Oh, at least the emergency lighting has come online. I heard it too, Doctor. Yeah. That was a scream. A scream? Someone is in rather serious trouble. Quickly! sure that cry came from this direction? Absolutely. I have the acute directional hearing of a bat with a sat-nav. What's at the end of the corridor, Ice? Our search labs. As likely a place as any for an accident. Arian, get up off the floor, you fool. Oh, Doctor, be careful. Oh, no, there might still be a chance to... Is he? Oh, dear. No. I'm afraid so. Professor Wick 
is dead. Oh, no, no, There might still be a chance to... Oh. Is he... Oh, dear. No. I'm afraid so. Professor Wick... is dead. What? How could this have happened? Looks to me like he was electrocuted. But by what? Is there an entry wound? Or, or a flash or exit burn? Silly me, I, uh, I watched an episode of Galactomedics yesterday afternoon and uh, it was all about this sort of stuff. I see. Well, since you've mentioned it, I can't find any sign of an exit burn. Mr. Ice, I'd like to suggest that an urgent post-mortem is performed on this man. Uh, well, uh, Doctor, I, I appreciate your concern, but that's not Ice Corporation's company policy. In the event of an accident... And what if the circumstances surrounding the death are highly unusual. I, I'm not sure I like what you're insinuating. I'm not insinuating anything, Mr. Ice. You appear to be inferring something, though. The power's back on. Indeed. Mr. Ice, I believe you are about to accede to my request. There's a well-equipped facility at the uh, Ursa Aquaria Interplanetary University, but it's, it's two hours shuttle flight from here, and... Uh, It'll be expensive. A man has died in suspicious circumstances. What price would you put on the safety of everyone at this site? Very well, Doctor, you've made your point. But I really don't know what you're worrying about. This was clearly some unfortunate accident. Nonetheless, I will make the arrangements. Thank you. Aha. And are these the artifacts that you and the Professor were talking about? This metallic vessel, this cylinder, and that rod? Oh, there you all are. I've been looking for you. For, for, for What's happened here? He's dead. Professor Wick is dead. I'm sorry, Amar. The professor appears to have been working on these objects oh, no, when... No, 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 no. Amar! Get back here! Doctor, should I... An excellent idea, Mrs. Clark. Thank you. Amar, come back! It's all right! Mr. Ice, I strongly suggest that these artifacts... Are locked away somewhere safe. Uh, uh and uh, why would These they... are ancient artifacts, Mr. Ice. They need to be looked after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Quite right. Uh, Flory, my darling, could you fetch one of the lab technicians to arrange their safe storage? Yes, of course, straight away. And Mr. Ice? Yes, Doctor. I also suggest a complete lockdown of all transport, of people and materials, in and out of this site. Agreed? 
There's something we can easily agree on, Doctor. Consider it done. Might I also suggest that any academic activities here are paused also? Very well. Emma! Wait! Please, wait! Please, let me go. I want to get out of here. Emma, it's all right. It was an accident, most likely. Whatever is the matter? I want to go. Please, let me go. All right. If you tell me what's wrong, you know something, don't you? It's not safe here. We need to leave, please. You have to come with me, too. Oh, well, I'm flattered, but we've only just met. No, no I, I didn't mean... <laughs> Sorry. Look, we Emma, whatever it is you know, it might be important. It might even save lives. Very well. During the early phases of this mining mission, I became aware of certain stories from Temarian history regarding a mysterious object and a cylindrical casket. One of the artifacts that Wick was working on. Perhaps. It's little more than an ancient myth, but stories have been passed down around the system about an ancient god on Tema who derived his power from a special cylindrical casket. I see. Uh, the legends speak also of an ancient cult that tried to revive the banished god using the casket, but with the most terrible consequences. The extinction event? Perhaps. As I say, it's only a story, and maybe I've just lost my head over it all, but A little I... too much of it seems to fit our current situation for it to just be a story. Emma, you need to share this information with the Doctor. But I don't want to. Oh, for me, Emma, please. All right, Mrs. Clark. Oh, call me Constance. Come along. Oh. Well done, Mrs. Clark. You caught up with our flighty friend, Doctor, I see. What on earth happened in there? It's not safe here, Doctor. You must leave. We must all leave. I think I'm beginning to share your concerns, Amar. But for now, at least, we must investigate further. Come on. This is an utter disaster. Just imagine the health and safety investigation, let alone the potential insurance claim and the corresponding hike in our premiums. No, I'll make the report as generic as I can, sir. I've moved the artifacts to the sample storage area in the medical bay. Good. I suppose we'll also need to arrange for this blasted autopsy. Just let me know, sir. I'll do whatever you need. Don't worry. I will. Wick is dead. Flowery! Was... Who are you calling? So, uh, so we're confirmed. A shuttle will deliver the body within the next 24 to 36 hours. Thank you. Sorry about that, darling. I wanted to get the post-mortem arranged for poor Professor Wick. My dear, you didn't have to do that. It's rather a macabre duty for a pretty thing like you. Oh, I know, Lion, but I just felt so helpless and I wanted to do something useful. I'm sorry for interfering. Not at all, my love. I'm very grateful. Now, come along. Let's go and inform the doctor that the post-mortem arrangements have been made. But, but, but does it make any sense, doctor? It's not outside the realms of possibility that there's some connection. Now, 
Look at these. The symbols? Mm. I'm not surprised that your specialist failed to translate them. Is it not some sort of ancient Timorian? Almost certainly not. Luckily, we have a very talented cryptographer and linguist with us in the form of Mrs. Clark. I did promise Ice that we wouldn't carry on with our academic duties, but well, there's no harm in doing a little translation and code-breaking for fun, is there? Well, we can certainly give it a try, Doctor. After you. Oh, ah. Well, I can see that this symbol yeah, reappears multiple times, you know, yeah? and this sequence here, God, I, I recognise it from somewhere. I'm sure of it. understand why these old bits of junk need to be stored in my lab. Any confirmation from the university hospital yet about this autopsy? Nothing yet, Doctor. Heiss's bit of fluff organised it, did she? Useless girl. Computer. Night's off. Oh, well, that rules that one out. <laughs> Hang on a mo. I, I keep going back to that line of symbols there. I'm sure I recognize them. Perhaps... Uh, they're in my notebook somewhere. What about this sign, Doctor? What? It's wing-like. Could it be a symbol for flight or, or space travel? Well, it could well be. Do you have that section fully transcribed? Well, almost everything from this panel, yes. Ah. Doctor, Constance, the storm is getting oh. too severe. We have to get back inside. Well, don't worry, Amar. I think I have enough from here. How come he's allowed to call you Constance? Come along, please. Let's get you inside. <laughs> Yeah, the doctor. Something about him still makes me uncomfortable. I mean, where's he got to? Would you go wandering off in a situation like this? Oh. There you are, doctor. We were worried that perhaps you were lost. I am never, ever lost. Glad to have you back, doctor. Has Amar been keeping you entertained? Very much so. We've been making some progress on translating the symbols on the sphere. Have you indeed? I... I thought we'd agreed that all work should be uh, ceased for the time being. I'm sorry, sir. I wasn't aware there was a moratorium on uh, the... Yes, view. well, well, we took this on more as a hobby-type activity. Uh, hmm? Oh, when I say we, oh, it's Mrs. Clark, who's the real expert. I see. How dedicated you both are to your hobby. And what have you discovered so far, Mrs. Clark? Well, Mr. Ice, our efforts were cut short by this dust storm, but I'm fairly certain that the symbols are a set of instructions. For, For what? what? Some sort of religious ceremony, perhaps? It's hard to tell until I can see more. Most impressive, Mrs. Clark. I, I, I have an idea regarding the second segment. Where you found more of the symbols? 
where we discovered the artifact, too. Uh, restricting access, of course, since the area's yet to be fully inventoried and cataloged. But you know what? I think I'll allow you to take a look. I'd certainly be keen to see it once the dust storm's passed. I can take Mrs. Clark, sir. Uh, if that would help you, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Amar, but I'd like to take our guest there personally. There's no need to wait, Mrs. Clark. The second site is fully covered. Perhaps we could go there now, in one of the buggies. Doctor, could you carry on with the sphere transcriptions while I go to work on the second site? You don't need my permission, Mrs. Clark. In that case, I'm ready when you are, Mr. Ice. Absolutely. Flory, my dear, will you look after the good doctor? Of course. Doctor, before you start work on the transcriptions, I expect you must be thirsty after all that time out in the dust storm. I am indeed. Another layer of sand on the tongue, I'm afraid. You don't happen to have any ginger beer, do you? Of course we do, Doctor. Oh, excellent. Well, I shall see you both when you get back. Yes, of course. Come along, Mrs. Clark. I goodbye. like it, I must say. I do enjoy a touch of corporate hospitality every now and again. Oh, you're easy to please, Doctor. Mm. Here's your ginger beer. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, that is an excellent ginger beer. The best-selling brand in the galaxy, Doctor. Uh-huh. Earth exports a big business throughout Ursa Aquarii. It's how Liam originally made his fortune. Oh, is this one of his exports? It is. Ice is more of an empire than an enterprise. Fascinating. If you don't mind me asking, how did you and Liam meet? It's it's not much of a story, I'm afraid. Uh, About 11 months ago, I was working in a bar near one of Liam's corporate HQs, in a system not far from here. This is it, Constance. May I call you, Constance? You may. We can walk the last part. It's mostly undercover. So how long have you been with the UAXS, Constance? Oh, not long. I was brought in from another post to work as the doctor's assistant. Assistant? I must say you seem rather more than a mere assistant. Well, I'm flattered, Mr. Ice. Working with the doctor certainly keeps me on my toes. And what about you? What brings your operation to Tamar? Oh, this barren place? Two reasons, really. Uh, Firstly, commercial. Tamar is rich in a number of minerals that are rather valuable across this system. Only the Ice Corporation has the necessary processing technology and the license to drill here. It's a protected site, so it took us nearly four years to get the required paperwork from this sector's governing body. And the second? A passing interest in xenoarchaeology. I was rather hoping we might find something exciting during the uh, mining. And it seems you're right about that. You must be pleased. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all coming together nicely. Here we are, just up ahead. 
Can you see the entrance under the canopy just there? Ah. I knew from that first day that he was the one for me. Ah, whirlwind romance, you might say. I suppose so, Doctor. I know Lyme's not perfect, but there's something very special about him. Something worth pushing through the initial front for. And I think I've almost got past it. Fascinating. Well, he's clearly a very lucky man. Oh, flattered, I'm sure, Doctor. Miss Solomon, uh, Flory, something has happened. What is it, Emma? The doctor and I are having a nice uh, chat. Please, Flory, um, I, I've just received word that Professor Vick has been spotted in the compound, walking around. What? We need to find him, and quickly. He really is a rather odd fellow, your friend. The doctor. Well, I don't really know him all that well, I'm afraid. You're not suspicious of him, I hope, Mr. Ice? No, no. Not suspicious. He just seems rather eccentric. Well, I was hoping you'd be able to fill me in on his background. Well, not really. We've only been on a few trips together so far. Adventures, almost, you might say. Oh, my goodness. This is a temple, I think. And just look at that. Mr. Ice, do you know what this is? Uh, just more of the inscriptions, I think. Well, essentially, I think it's a Rosetta Stone. I don't follow. Uh, uh, what? what? Will it help you to de- decipher the symbols? That's the same inscription in several languages. Is it? Yes, and I can read one of them. If we really work on it, this extra information could help us do it in weeks or even days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, most impressive, Mrs. Clark. <laughs> now, please excuse me for a moment. I'll be back shortly. I need to send a message back to the compound, and the dust storm is interfering with my personal communication. Well, be my guest. I'll get to work here. Plenty to keep me busy. I'll probably be tied up for hours working on these. But we should make very rapid progress now. Oh, this is a wonderful find. So it seems. Good luck. See you very shortly. He was, he was dead. How can it be him? I'm not sure. Well, I can't get a sensible answer from any of the miners. Stop! Let me go, please. Not until you tell us what's going on. It's that Professor Wick, the, the dead one. He's beside the sphere. Is he now? Well, what's he doing there? Trying to open it? Who cares what he's doing? He's walking around like like a zombie. Now, please, let me go. I, I can't believe it. Nor me, Amar. Something very odd is going on. You're rather stronger than you look, Flory. Arresting such a burly chap like that. Oh, I, uh, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, Doctor. Look, I suggest you two go back inside, get out of this storm, and try to raise Ice and Constance on the comms system. Get them back here as soon as possible. All right, Doctor. Then perhaps we should go to the stores and check for anything we could defend ourselves with. Well, that seems a little premature. But I suppose it might be sensible. Wait, are you suggesting we prepare for hand-to-hand combat with a zombie? That is not in my employment contract. Better safe than sorry. Quite so. 
I need to fetch something from my conveyance before I go to the sphere. I shall leave a note for Constance there too. Please, when you speak to her, will you tell her to go there and read the note? Of course. Let's go. Come on, Amar. I can read this, but I know it's not English. Well, this must be the TARDIS is doing. Let's see now. Well, I was right about one thing. The inscriptions on the sphere are almost certainly a set of instructions, but not for a religious ceremony. Back inside the sphere at last. Untouched for millennia. We'll be ready soon. Hurry, eyes. Hurry, Mimi. getting on, Mrs. Clark? Oh, rather well, actually, although I think you'll be surprised by what these say. You see this section here? Well, so far as I can tell, the sphere was built by some alien species that arrived here centuries ago. I can't translate the word that names the species, but these instructions somehow allow for their revival. Something about diverting an underground river? Are there any rivers here, underground or otherwise? Mr. Ice? Eyes. Well, that's one of those artifacts you're holding, isn't it? You are a clever one, aren't you, Mrs. Clark? I'm sorry to be so ungentlemanly about this, but... Oh! Oh. But you've got too close to the truth for comfort. Now, let's get you tied up so you can be at the center of the action. clearer to you. Stay in orbit. Commander Corbel is not satisfied with your latest status report. <laughs> we are on route. No, 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 no. Everything is under control. Any interruption now could ruin everything. Can't you see that? The decision has been made. <sighs> Someone's coming. But do not come to Tamar. <sighs> Miss Suleiman, I was right. Ice, he's taken the artifacts from the store. And some explosives, too. We must go after him. Agreed. Come on, Amar. We'll take a buggy. I'll drive. Mm-hmm. I suppose I'll have to dispose of him as well. <sighs> Mr. Ice, you... you hit me. Welcome back, Mrs. Clark. I'm afraid, though, that this is goodbye. What? And why is that? We'll take a look around you. Do you see these compact little boxes strapped onto the temple pillars? Yes. 
Monodistronic explosives. Very destructive. What on earth are you playing at? Explain yourself right now! Shush now, Constance. It's a shame. In any other situation, I'd have offered you a job. <laughs> uh, goodbye. I really should have paid more attention to that escapology course at Bletchley. Oh, and there he goes. What a delightful host. <laughs> Nothing else for it, I suppose. Whatever you do, don't leave the TARDIS. P-P-S. I mean it. Exclamation mark. There. Oh, oops, 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 oops. I almost forgot you. I told Constance you come in handy at some point. Then the decision is made. How long to Tamar? A little over four minutes, sir. Proceed. Are those my only two options? I say, Professor Wick, you're looking rather peaky. You do know that you were dead earlier? Enough, Doctor. Leave this place or I shall destroy you. I was rather hoping for a little more conversation, Wick. You are Professor Wick, aren't you? As you said, Doctor, Wick is dead. Now go. Wick is dead, and yet you know my name. So you, whoever you are, have access to Wick's memories. We have access to all of Wick's memories. A parasite? Is that what's in there? 
Yes, you, the creature I'm speaking to. You're using Wick's corpse as a host. Temporary shell. Go on. Introduce yourself. What's your name and where do you come from? All right, I'll start, if you're feeling shy. Ah, <clears throat> I'm the Doctor, and I'm from Gallifrey, in the constellation of Custurberus. My hobbies include Enough, fishing... Enough, my lord. Ah, so you know Gallifrey. The Nenexi know your race. The Nenexi. Now, where have I heard that name before? You're not related to the Nicks, are you? We are not, Doctor. We're not terribly chatty, are you? So, what is this sphere, then? What's its purpose? Well, obviously, it's not a ship. So if you're not trying to escape, then what are you up to? Fairly sparsely decorated, but this central console looks interesting. Some sort of generator, perhaps? Oh, no. Oh, yes, Doctor. How good to see you again. I'll guard him, Wick. You may continue with the procedure. Is the secondary chamber prepared? Of course. I have the trigger device here. <sighs> I should have realized earlier about you, Ice. Far too smarmy to be one of the good guys. Is that the trigger for a monodistronic charge? Very observant, Doctor. Oh, try. And what exactly is it that you're blowing up, Ice? Monodistronic explosives are incredibly powerful. Well, that's a relief, Doctor. I was concerned they wouldn't be powerful enough to do the job. <laughs> Which is? To divert an underground river near the second dig site through the ancient channels that run beneath this structure. But why, Ice? Hang on. Where's Constance? Everything is ready, Ice. Now! Where is Constance? Oh. Doctor, you really should have been more careful with your pet. No! What have you done with her? I'm afraid that poor Constance is about to be involved in a tragic accident. No. Shame she got so tied up at the second dig site, but really, she only has herself to blame. No, Ice! Stop! You shot me, Wick. An electric shock! I have in my Continue. Gladly. Sorry, Doctor, but Mrs. Clark is out of time. Ah! Ice! Whatever you're doing here, Constance isn't a threat to you. Please, stop! Ice! Soon you will be
threat to you! Please, stop! Ice! Oh, oh shush now, Doc. Oh, no. It's too late. Oh, She's dead. No. And soon you will be dead. Oh. But why, Ice? Why have you done this? The river we're diverting will flow under the sphere, powering it up using the Nenexi technology, and then I get my reward. Ah! I hear water! Very good, Ice. The doctor here has misled us. He is, in fact, a time lord. A what? An alien. An imposter, Ice. Very much like our friend Wick here. Do be quiet, Doctor. I know he's in the Nexus now. What do you take me for? Wick, when do we get the power? Very soon. The new Nexus progeny will be generated in a few minutes' time. Ice, you knew that the revival of these things, these parasites, would kill Wick. I had my suspicions. Oh. Even if you and your pet hadn't arrived, then I'd still have let Wick initiate the ceremony. That's uh, business, Doctor. If someone else can take the risk, but you still profit, that's the way to go. What noble means. The means are not important. The result is all that matters. And what result are you hoping for? What every being truly desires, Doctor. Absolute power over life and death. This doesn't make any sense, Ice. Are you so blinded by your desire for power that you can't see what is actually happening here? Well, do elaborate, Doctor. I'm fascinated. <sighs> well, I, I haven't quite worked it out myself yet, but, but it seems perfectly clear. Why doesn't that surprise me? From the moment I met you, I could see that your mouth moved far quicker than your brain. Doctor. Enough, both of you. The device is not working at full capacity. Assist me, Ice. Yeah, I'm not really a hands-on sort of entrepreneur, Wick. The console in the center... Well, I'm not entirely familiar with the controls, but I think I can see how it works. What exactly is the device, Wick? A generator, Doctor. We need electricity to reproduce. Electromitosis, eh? Fascinating. You know, I remember reading about it at the Academy back on Gallifrey, but I've never met a life form that uses it to procreate. Well, I'm glad we could assist you with your continuing professional development, Doctor. Quite. Most kind. By the way, just from some brief observation... I'd say that your main issue is a corroded resistance nanomodulator. Mm, and what would your solution be, Doctor? Well, it just so happens that I have a similar piece of technology in my pocket. I carry around all sorts of things. Obviously see. a trap, Doctor. A pathetic plan from a pathetic man. It's really not. Look, I'm rather hoping if I can prove useful to you, you'll spare my life and not use me as a host body when the next Ninexis is produced. An interesting proposition, Doctor. Ice, find the device. Very well. Hands on your head, Doctor. Oh, all right, all right. It's in, in my left pocket. And what am I looking for? A small cylindrical device. This? No, that's a yo-yo. This? That's it. It should actually fit directly in line with that part of the circuit, Wick. Give it to me. 
But what if it's a trap? I'm not an idiot, Ice. I am myself electrical in nature. I can check its function by passing myself through it. Well? He appears to be telling the truth. Thank you, Doctor. You have been most helpful. Well, I know when I'm beaten. Final approach, sir. I'll plot a landing course that avoids the debris and smoke from that blast. Was that her? Explosions don't really seem her style. It could have been. Her tracer suggests she is close to the location of the explosion. Is she alive? Alive? Yes, sir. She's moving away from the explosion location, back towards the sphere. Shame. Would have made things a little more... neat. Sir... Never mind. Take the ship down as soon as you're ready. As close to the sphere as you can. We need to finish this. Constance. Constance. <coughs> Don't worry, Amar. She's fine. Um, <clears throat> as am I, thank you for asking. Oh, we got her out just in time. Uh, 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 Emma! Flory! What on earth? Uh, what What happened? You don't remember. Amar and I got you just in time moments before the charges went off. You did? You hit your head when we dived for cover. But you're safe now. Come, we need to get back to the buggy. Uh, let me help you up. Uh, thank you. Uh, Oh, it was Ice. He led me here. He knocked me out. He tried to kill me. I'm sorry, Constance. I should have stopped him sooner. What? You knew what he was planning? Not quite. It's complicated. Anyway, you have Amar to thank. He alerted me. I was worried about you, Constance. I discovered Ice had taken explosives from storage, so I alerted Flory. We found Ice's buggy and observed from a distance. But we knew if I tried to stop Ice, he would have killed us. Or at least... He'd have tried. We had to let him think he hadn't been seen. I- I'm sorry. Sorry? Emma, I really couldn't be more grateful. Thank you. Both of you. I, I couldn't let anything happen to you, Constance. <clears throat> yes. Well, thank you. Really, I mean it. <laughs> anyway, what's going on? What's Ice playing at? And where's the doctor? He's in the sphere with Wick. Ice too, I expect. We have to get back there. Gosh! Another spaceship. Strange. Ah, I, uh, I think Lion mentioned some other visitors, so, uh, yes, it's, it's probably them. Okay, uh, let's get back to the sphere. We'll fill you in on what we know on the way, Constance. Some interesting information has come to light. We'll take the buggy. Yes, and I have a confession to make, but... Hey, Papa, there is dust clogging the engines from the explosion. It won't start. Well, then, we'll have to walk back, I suppose. Very good, Doctor. Your assistance will not go unrewarded. Oh, I require no reward. 
but I would like to understand a little more about what's going on here. Very well. Ice will benefit from a little education too, I think. If we must. 3,000 years ago, I landed here in a colonization port. It has always been an inexy way to launch these pods, and it is a noble thing to be chosen to travel and extend an inexy reach into the universe. An attempted invasion and subsequent interstellar war led to a dramatic increase in our rate of emigration. After almost a hundred years in transit, my pod struck the surface of terror. I found a host upon landing, but the primitive people of this world have prophesied the arrival of a god. I was that god. But our method of colonization requires a certain level of technical and scientific ability on the part of the existing civilization, and Tamar was too primitive. My only recourse was to use the Tamarians as hosts and attempt to accelerate their scientific development. Does this Ninexus know that its world has been destroyed? Extremely unlikely. But we can't risk young Flory breaking the news to it. What if she does? We have to make sure that whatever happens, the Ninexus is destroyed. Prime the ship's self-destruct mechanism. Sir? Just an insurance policy, Phelan. Should we fail to destroy the Ninexus, or if it has already started reproducing, then we destroy the ship. Destroying the Nexus sphere and any potential hosts for more of them. Sir! I thought you were dedicated to the cause, Phenon. I am, sir. But there must be nearly a hundred people at this site. They'll all be killed. A small price to pay to complete our mission, wouldn't you agree? Good. Come along. Bring the remote and the cage. Yes. used its power to form a cult around itself. Well, I saw some references to that in the temple inscriptions. That is what the legends appear to say. Uh, it's much more than a legend, Mama. But then somehow this cult caused the extinction of the entire Tamarian race? That seems a little unlikely. The, the Tamarian writings only go so far before mentions of the god and his cult begin to disappear. <sighs> and then only the inscriptions remain. You know, the, the ones you've been trying to translate. I see. And where do you come into all this, Flory? I'm none the wiser about you and your role. Well, there's no easy way to say this, but, um, I'm afraid I've been misleading you. I'm not just some gold digger. I'm a secret agent working for the Galaxy 3 Intelligence Agency. <sighs> I've been undercover for the last year, observing ice. What? Goodness me. Sorry, Emma. I hated lying to you. I know you're one of the good guys, but I had my orders and I couldn't compromise my position. And what exactly is the purpose of your mission? I made as much progress as I could, but Tamarian physiology is weak. The body's brittle and short-lived. As hosts, they would only last days, sometimes only hours. I tried to complete my mission to generate power to drive my own electromyptosis, but this pathetic planet was too primitive. The people too backward and barbaric. Barbaric? Primitive? 
Who are you, or the Ninexi for that matter, to judge and destroy civilizations? I did not destroy them, Doctor. They destroyed themselves. The backward fools would no longer follow me, would not assist me. It was only a matter of time until I had no more hosts. But you wiped out all of them? Single-handedly? Leaping from host to host, tens of millions of them, in order to allow your own procreation? Using them up as if they were disposable shells? Their bodies were weak, and their minds even weaker. But this is genocide! On the most obscene and monstrous scale. A single being wiping out an entire civilization? I was a god. I had absolute power over all my subjects, over their lives and death. And you will have that power again. We will have it again. Oh, Ice! Listen to what Wick is saying. All the things that happened to the ancient Tamarians, it will happen all over again, unless we do something to stop it now. Oh, no, Doctor. I have too much invested in this. I will have what has been promised to me, and if you are not with us, then you are against us. Your body will make as good a host as any. Are you telling me that Ice's interest in the occult was sufficient to launch some kind of undercover investigation? It was far more than that. Whatever he found here on Tamar, he didn't want anyone else to get at it. He bought exclusive mining rights in perpetuity from the Ursa Aquarii Senate, so we knew he was after something very special. Something that would give him more power than anyone else in the galaxy. That's what he seems to think. So, with no more hosts, you are forced to return to your spore, the artifacts. To lie dormant for 2,000 years while remaining conscious throughout. Not much fun, I'll grant you. But you were so close. You managed to rally your cult into constructing this sphere as a means of your reproduction. So close, and yet so far. Correct, Doctor. The most painful aspect of the entire process was the fact that I was mere days away from completing my mission. But with no more host bodies left, I was unable to reproduce. I saw no option but to make the inscriptions in the last days in my host body. It was too weak to do anything else. It was one of the most tortuous and dreadful decisions to consign myself to a potential forever of loneliness. In the hope that one day someone would come to your rescue. And then, Mr. Ice, your white knight. Indeed. So you see, Doctor, why there is no chance I will let anything stand in the way of my reproduction and colonization of this planet. But there is another way. I can help you. You don't need to stay trapped here. If you'll just let me deactivate the machinery... Grab him, with. Ah! Oh! The machinery being... There's really no need for this, either of you. Ah. Oh, thank you. It's rather uncomfortable when you do that, you know. Uh, Can we get on? I went to some considerable expense to get this all set up, and I'm eager to get my reward. Ice, I really don't think the reward you seek is what you will receive. This must be it, the doctor's conveyance. His TARDIS, yes. It doesn't look like he's here. 
Oh, what now? Does someone have a plan? Perhaps we could all go into the sphere to confront ice. The doctor asked us to bring you here. He said he had left you a message. Did he? Very well. Well, come on then, both of you. It looks a little small for three of us. Well, I'm going on to the sphere. Now we've gathered enough evidence for a prosecution, I need to complete my mission and arrest ICE. Single-handed? Is that a good idea? Constance, as an agent of the Galaxy 3 Secret Service, I trained for seven years in intergalactic espionage, hand-to-hand combat, firearms... Yes, I'll take your word for it. If something should go wrong, it was a pleasure meeting you, Constance. Good luck, Miss Solomon. Well, come along, Emma. No, after you, dear Constance. Very well. Mashallah. I should have warned you. It's bigger on the inside than one might expect. All rather strange. Don't ask me to explain. Now, where is this message? Two-year mission, and here we are. The final hurdle. I wonder how my poor fiancé will react. Agent Florenta. Commander Corbel. Fienan, I told you not to come here. Sorry, Florence. This was not Fienan's decision or yours. Since you have so clearly failed the original mission, we were forced to intervene. Everything is on track, Corbel. I told you I'd need more time. By the look and sound of this Nanexi sphere, Agent, it appears time is running out. So what are you going to do? Go in and blast everyone? You know me too well. You failed to capture the primary Nanexus. And as you were more than aware, They are far too dangerous to be allowed to wander freely. So the only other option is to destroy it? Precisely. No! No, if you do that, you are no better than them. I won't allow it! How tiresome. Stop! Immediately! Oh, what's the use? Sir! I could have just arrested her! Too risky. Capture allows for escape, whereas death... Death is more reliable. Come along, Fienan. Time to end this. Guard the Doctor, Ice. I must attend to the apparatus. Do stand still, Doctor. I really don't want to have to shoot you. Well, I don't really want you to, either. So, Wick, do tell me what happens next. Electromitosis, I presume. By splitting my very being in two. Within days, enough to see exist to begin colonization of this entire solar system. And beyond. In days, I'll own the galaxy. I very much doubt that, Ice. I rather suspect that for you, the outcome of all this will prove extremely disappointing. No, Doctor. I made a deal with the Nenexis. Unique access to Nenexi technology. To their unique ability. The commercial possibilities are endless. Living electricity. Near perpetual. Self-generating with a spark to catalyze things. And sentient too. Yep. It's no exaggeration to say I'll be the most powerful man in the galaxy. (laughs) No, no. Wait. The universe. Oh, delusional. I knew you were power mad, Ice. But it's even worse than that. The promise of absolute power making you absolutely corrupt. Tell him, Wick. Tell him. Tell him that I'm right, that this is all part of the plan. Yes, yes, Ice. You are part of the plan. Don't worry. You will not go unrewarded. This is all very well in theory, Wick. But you... 
Well, your electro-parasite left this planet dead and desolate. There's no population or civilization for you to use as hosts, or to produce the power you need. No matter, there are civilized planets nearby. But at this very moment, there is a mass evacuation taking place. You'll have no means to travel anywhere. Doctor, you present me with a problem, but also a solution. Oh? Indeed. Once ice becomes host to the next Nexus, you will become a third host. Your conveyance will become our method of transport. Oh. I wish I'd not said anything now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Pardon me? Did, am I hearing right? No. Oh, hey, hey, hang on. Host? Me? No, that was never the deal. Plans change, Ice. The Nexus, thank you for your assistance. No, no, Wick, no, you can't do this. No, Wick! Hold on! Quick, you didn't have to do that! Oh. Hands up, all of you! Move and you're dead. Two more hosts. This is working out better than I could have possibly planned. Who the devil are you? Get out now, before it's too late! Oh, do be quiet, sir. This is official business. Oh, dear, what a shame. Too late to arrest Mr. Ice. You creatures really are vile, using and ditching host bodies. Phenon, confirm electroparasitic status. Confirmed, sir. Primary Nexus is in this host body. You know about these creatures? Who are you? Silence, Doctor. I sense you're from Galaxy 3. I see a couple of thousand years of isolation hasn't dulled your senses. Galaxy 3? Of course! You know of us. Of course, of course, of course! How could I have not realized sooner? You're from Retchon 4, aren't you? You fought the 900-year war against the Ninexi. Very good, Doctor. Your knowledge of intergalactic history is impressive. What do you know, Doctor? Enlighten us. Of course you've been here so long, you won't be up to speed. I'm afraid that the warring civilization you left no longer exists. What? And these two are here as part of the cleanup crew from the victorious planet, Retchon 4. They are known throughout Galaxy 3 as the Genocide Squad. Oh, terrible handwriting. Ugh, oh, you don't make things easy, do you, dear Doctor? Can you read this, Emma? I can try. Uh... Start at number nine. I've done the first eight. All right. Uh, on the panel with the large crystal, huh? use the bottom left blue controls to activate the telepathic extender. Done. Next, connect the Heisenberg focusing device to the extender system using the keypad below the monitor on the same panel in the following sequence. Uh, are, are you ready? Uh, yes, ready. Thank you, Emma. I couldn't do this without you. Oh, anything for you, Constance. Yes. Well, quite. Right. We're almost ready for you, Doctor. Good luck, whatever it is you're up to. Now, what's the sequence? Not yet, Constance. Not, not wait, yet, Constance. Wait, wait. Something's wrong. Oh, 
What do you mean? Did we skip a step in the instruction? No. No, I don't mean it like that. I feel anxious, frustrated, like something's wrong-footed me. Or perhaps like another solution is in front of me. What has wrong-footed you? What solution? Well, no, not me. The doctor. I'm not sure. The doctor? It's complicated. Something's wrong. We need to go back outside. But the instructions specifically say... I know, but I get the feeling that even the doctor didn't anticipate what's happened out there. Come on! afraid so. All very sad. But you can see, Doctor, how dangerous these Nenexi are, believing it's their right to destroy planets, to render whole species extinct. And how is that any different to what you intend to do? My thoughts precisely. What makes you think you have the right? The destruction of one species to save hundreds or even thousands of others, Doctor. How can you doubt it? Oh, this is all sounding painfully familiar. I have full authority from the Galaxy 3 Parliamentary Committee to imprison or kill anyone who stands in the way of our mission, Doctor. So, are you with us or against us? I've already heard that line today. It's getting rather tiresome. Constance, over there. What is it, Emma? Oh, goodness me. It's are you alright? Don't worry. We're here. Now, what happened? Did you find the doctor? Shot me. Who? The doctor shot you? No, 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 my boss. Ice? No. Oh, thank goodness I was wearing this. What's that? A belt? It's a little side project of mine. An Nexus-resistant capacitor belt. It absorbed the shot from Corbel's weapon, but now it's busted. Oh, this wasn't supposed to happen. What wasn't? Who's Corbel? This is all very... Very confusing, as I'm sure. Look, we already know that we don't have much time, and if I know Corbel, then... Then what? Quickly! We have to get to their ship. I'll explain the rest on the way. The choice is quite simple, Nexus. Get into the cage. Oh, what is that? Some sort of mobile prison? Precisely, Doctor. An electrical cage designed specifically for the Ninexi. It can store up to six individual Ninexi for up to 100 days without any chance of their escape. And after 100 days? The cage self-destructs for safety purposes. Get in the cage, Ninexis. And if I refuse? Then I will simply destroy your host with this weapon. Please, Ninexis. Get in the cage. You seem to have missed a rather obvious point here. And that is... Two minutes here. Submit now. Stop! Stop by the authority of Galaxy 3 you, Phenon. Better late than never. We can't take any more risks. Please, please, Commander Corbel, sir. I don't want to die. Uh, oh. It's done. 
I'm sorry, soldier. We're not going anywhere, are we? Not if I can ship. No! No problem. They've primed the self-destruct mechanism. Then shouldn't we get out of here? Unless you have a way of getting us off the planet, then there's no point. What? Why? This ship isn't just a ship. Ship self-destruct activated. Detonation in 90 seconds. Ice and the commander are dead. Still, I suppose it could have been worse. It is worse. You, the commander's underling, what did you mean about not wanting to die? Yes, I wondered that myself. Our ship isn't just a flight vessel. It's a bomb. What? A Category 9 destruction rig. The commander primed its self-destruct as he died. Oh, no. In just over 60 seconds' time, it'll explode, taking half this planet with it. I wondered that myself. Our ship isn't just a flight vessel. It's a bomb. A Category 9 destruction rig. The commander primed its self-destruct as he died. Oh, no. In just over 60 seconds' time, it'll explode, taking half this planet with it. Well, can't you shut it off? Let's disarm it at once. I can't. Not from here. The mission will be completed. No! Will, how do we disable it? It's not really designed to be disabled. What? The kill switch can be activated from here. All right. We don't have the code to disable it. Right. Well, I've already survived one explosion today, thanks to you two, so now it's my turn to return the favour. You'll never break the code in time. I'm good at this sort of thing. Literally training. Bring up the necessary screen. Right there. Good luck. I'll need it. This device the commander was holding, Fenan... It's the trigger for the self-destruct, I take it. Yes, Doctor. There's nothing to be done. There's always something to be done. These lights flashing in sequence, what do they mean? Someone's trying to crack the access code. In the ship. Constance, it must be. She can't succeed. The code, Phelan. Give me the code. Gamma Gamma 3 Delta 9. But you can't override it from here. I don't need to. Gamma Gamma 3 Delta 9. Gamma Gamma 3 Delta 9 Gamma Gamma 3 Delta 9 20 seconds 19 18 17. Constance, please tell me you're making progress I'm trying 13 Gamma, 12, Delta 9 What? Doctor? Gamma 3 Delta 9 
Trust us, the doctor isn't here. Three, five, gamma, four, three, three, delta, two, nine, one. You've done it! It just came to me. Oh, goodness me. I thought we were done for. Well, to tell you the truth, so did I. Eh? Well, I was only shamming, Emma. I could no more decipher that cryptogram in 90 seconds than I could grow wings and fly. But I thought it'd be better if the two of you died in hope rather than terror. Then how? I told you it just came to me. But I'm sure the Doctor would relish the opportunity to explain the matter further. The Doctor? Yes! We should get to the sphere. Agreed. Come on! self-destruct has been aborted. Well, fancy that. Mrs. Clark must have cracked the code in the nick of time. Clever old Constance. She was at Bletchley Park, you know. You are hiding something, Doctor. I can't imagine what you mean. Something's happening to Isis' corpse. It's convulsing. Oh, no. The electric inside him needs a new host to survive. Phenon, get out quickly! Ah! Phenon! There was no need for that. The Nenexi will survive. Soon the electromycosis will begin again. Your Mrs. Clark will make an excellent host. And then what? Once you've taken the bodies of Mrs. Clark and me, and those of any last remaining stragglers on the surface, what happens then? Well, that's up to you, Doctor. I see. You want to make a deal with me, I suppose? So you can escape Tamar and head off into space? What a fascinating idea. Go on, Doctor. (sighs) All right. All right, I will give you safe passage back to your home world and sufficient materials to reseed the Ninexi race. How? In my TARDIS. We can be there within minutes. A time and space travel machine. Precisely. On one condition. What condition? That you travel in the Galaxy 3 agent's cage and agree to remain there until we have arrived at our destination. An interesting proposition, Doctor. Constance? Come on. No. What do you mean, no? The Doctor needs our help. No, he doesn't. Well, he does. I... I can't explain it, but Amar and I need to go back to the TARDIS now. Yes, you're probably right, Constance. Flory, I'm sorry. I just know that right now that's where the Doctor needs me. Are you all right to carry on to the sphere without us? You do what you need to do, Constance. I guess the Doctor and I will meet you back at the TARDIS, if he's still alive. Oh, he is. And I do believe he needs your help, too. Okay, then. Let's split up. Good luck. And you, too. So... What must we do in the TARDIS? I'm not entirely sure yet, but I have a feeling I'll know once we get there. Constance, I must say how impressive your actions have been today. Thank you, Emma, but... I mean, I really found you quite enchanting. Come along, Emma! Let's pick up the pace. The Doctor needs us to be in the TARDIS. So you agree to it. Do you really think me so stupid that I would fall for such an obvious trap, Doctor? What? 
We are, quite possibly, the last of my kind in the universe. And you think that I would allow you to trap us in a resistance cave and allow our life force to be drained away until we're effectively destroyed or the cave itself self-destructs? My intentions are purely honourable. Your intentions are irrelevant, Doctor. <sighs> There's only one way to ensure you don't try to catch us in the cave. Oh, shooting me won't help you, Wick. No, but destroying that cage will. What are you going to do now, Nexus? Now we know you have a ship capable of interstellar travel. Ah. We will use it to leave this place and colonize elsewhere. Oh. And the equipment is ready to generate the next Nexus. You will make the ideal host. I am not known for my hospitality. Anyway, you won't be able to pilot the TARDIS without me. Oh, don't worry, Doctor. We'll be able to use your neurophysiology to inform us how to pilot the ship. Oh. So this really is it, then. Oh, yes, Doctor. This is, as you say, it. Now, Constance! Doctor, had you planned to betray us? Uh, no, I am... Um, uh... Oh, it's an exclamation in ancient Gallifreyan. Preparing for a painful experience. Now, Constance! <laughs> Constance! Constance! Enough! Begin the process. Uh, Gladly. No! No! Oh. Goodbye, Doctor. Ah! Ah! Constance! Ah. No! No! I knew it! We're just in time! What do we do? Constance! No! We go back to the last phase of the instructions. You take that panel. The two buttons. You remember? Uh, I think so. Okay. Ready? Constance, Three, no! two, one... Flory, I think everything is under control. Look! Oh, 
I'm scared, Constance. What's happening? I don't know. But don't worry. If it's part of the Doctor's plan, then everything will be all right. And what if it's not? I think it's over. What was that? I haven't a clue. But I have a very strong feeling that the Doctor's plan was a success. And how could you know that? Low-level, local, telly... something. Look... I just know. He's coming. He'll be here any moment. Oh. 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 Doctor, what oh. happened? Uh, I used a mobile electro-telepathic device to siphon the Nenexi into a temporary holding cell outside of the sphere. I must say, I think it worked rather well. Thank you for your timely intervention. But now we need to get back to my TARDIS. Your blue box? What's so special about it, anyway? Oh, lots of things. But that is where the Nenexia are being held. Come on! Emma, will you relax, please? Your pacing's giving me a headache. Oh, come along, Doctor. <laughs> what was that? What's wrong? Is the control thing all right? Why is it sparking? Oh, I see what you mean, Doctor. Come on, Constance. Mrs. Clark, it is very, very good to see you. And you, Emma. Doctor, something's wrong with the console. What's going on? Oh. We are trapped. We must escape. How is this possible? We must prevail. Are we in the resistance cage? No, we are somewhere else. This machine cannot hold us. I can already feel it weakening. These things are in, inside this console. In a manner of speaking... The Nenexi are prisoners inside the Electrochrono Capacitation System. Don't panic. If we just reroute a little power from the vortex shields into the Electrochrono Capacitors... There. Much better. Well, so what do we do now? What's the next part of your plan? Ah, yes, yes, that's one small problem. I've not quite got to the next bit... Oh, well done with disarming that bomb, by the way, Mrs. Clark. Most impressive. Well, that was you, of course, well, using that local telepathic device of yours. Oh, uh, yes, indeed. Well, thanks to my rather nifty mobile telepathic circuit extension, I was able to use the TARDIS's telepathic circuits to contact you from inside the sphere. I'd rather hope that our friends from Galaxy 3 had the situation under control, hence me asking you to wait. But then, dear Corbel, armed the bomb in front of me. Well, of course, I had every confidence that you'd be able to cancel the self-destruct. Well, I'm glad you were so confident. I must admit, it was rather exciting. It was strange, though, Doctor. From then on, I felt as if I knew what you were doing, what your plans were, what you'd hoped I'd do. Another effect of the mobile device? Indeed. The TARDIS is a very intuitive and powerful creature. Aren't you, my dear? Oh! Oh, oh no! 
That's not good. Not good at all. What's going on, Doctor? She's dematerializing. Did you tell you that? No, I did not. Oh, could it be the Nenexa causing it? Oh, possibly. I need to... Uh, oh, I need to try to... Hang on a minute. Oh, go. No. We need to get out of here. Uh, no, uh, Amar, it's all right. Uh, it's too late anyway. We've dematerialized. Oh, come on. Come on! Doctor, what, what's this that's just lit up? Mm, ah, no, 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 no. What you're doing, old girl? No point in the hads. The threat is within, not without. Now is not the time for an argument. Is he always like this? Frequently. Now, look here. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I think I know what you're getting at, old girl. <laughs> I've got it! There. Ah. <laughs> Doctor, what's the hats and what exactly have you got? I'll explain on the way. I seem to be doing a lot of that today. Come on, all of you. Where are we going, Doctor? The power room, next left. I'm sure it used to be closer to the control room. How big is this place, anyway? What do we do once we're there, Doctor? The old girl was trying to tell me something by activating the HADS. The what? HADS, Hostile Action Displacement System. When in danger, where the TARDIS is under threat, the HADS moves her out of that dangerous environment. Through here! But the problem is inside the TARDIS, Doctor. Precisely. I'm none the wiser. Lord me. All will become clear. Possibly. We are weakening the device. We must concentrate our efforts. Together, then. Now. Don't worry, keep going. It's not like we're about to capsize then, or whatever it is that happens to a TARDIS. What's happening? The Nenexi must be doing some serious damage. Come on, we're almost there. How far? Second door on the right, just ahead. Emma, come on. I can't. Emma, I know you can. You've already saved a life today. The doctor knows what he's doing, but he needs all of us to help. I know you can do it. Yes. You are right, Constance. Let's go. Constance, Emma, hurry! It's huge! Fast! You've never shown me this place before, Doctor. It's like a cathedral. An ugly industrial cathedral. What do you need us to do, Doctor? Where are we headed? To the turbines? Oh, we don't need to go up those high walkways, do we? <laughs> I'm really not good with heights. Oh, no. The fluid links won't take much more of this. What do we need to do, Doctor? All right, everyone, follow my instructions, and we might make it out of this. Unless I've misunderstood the old girl, of course. Oh! Doctor! Right, Flory, those tubes, the fluid links. These? Yes. Yeah, what about them? Each time there's an overheat warning, use those controls to switch the link off and turn a backup link on. All right. Like that? Precisely. Constance, Amar, come with me to the other side. And if a link explodes, try not to breathe in the fumes. Oh, <laughs> 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 
so it looks very complicated. There must be thousands, no, hundreds of thousands of control buttons, which is how are we ever going to get out of this? Emma, come. Doctor? All we need to do is divert the hatch control system to the electrochrono capacitation board. Yeah, that should do it. Constance, if these breakers switch off, switch them back on. All right. No matter how many times, keep them on. Emma, grab that cable reel. Quickly, man! Uh, 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 right, right. Now, this is it, Emma. You take this terminal and plug it in there. Once it's in, I'll insert this one, and that should solve it. Is it safe, Doctor? It, it doesn't look safe. Don't worry, I'll take the exposed one. It should be fine. No. What? No way are you taking the dangerous one, Doctor. If it goes wrong, you need to be alive to make an alternative plan. Okay, so I shall take the dangerous one. Are you sure? Certain. Very well. Okay, ready? Ready. Ready, everyone! Ready! Ready, yes, let's do it! Hold tight! Good luck, Emma! Thank you. Three, two, one... We are free! No, it's a trap! We are being drawn out of the machine! Try to hold on, brother! We have been released. We must get to the surface. Quickly, brothers! To the surface! Before our life force is drained! should be. He got a nasty shot. Oh, the hero of the hour. <laughs> Constance, did, did it work? Uh, am I really a hero? Oh, you were very brave, Emma. Yes. Well done indeed, Emma. Most impressive. Now, just a few things to check, and then I suppose we should get on our way. Is the TARDIS all right, Doctor? Surprisingly well. Despite her recent ordeal with the Ninexi. But where are they? What happened to them? Uh-huh. What is that? A silver planet. The Ninexi homeworld. Our three Ninexi friends have been delivered back home. A several millennia long round trip for them, and nothing to show for it. But on the plus side, we've essentially reintroduced an extinct species back to its homeworld. So I'll chalk that up as a good deed for the day. But 
Won't they just start their immigration programme all over again, Doctor? Oh, I shouldn't think so. But would you be in a hurry to leave after what the primary nexus has experienced? Two thousand years of solitary confinement, and then being outwitted by a very bright and brave bunch of aliens? I suppose so. I think they'll be far too busy repopulating their homeworld. And I have a feeling they'll be staying put for a good long while. What a relief. So, back to Tamar, Doctor? Absolutely. I imagine Flory will have to file a report, and Amar, well, with Ice gone and his empire likely crumbling, you'll have to consider a change of career, I think. It's been interesting. I shall have to file a report, but I'm not entirely sure that my superiors are going to believe it. Which agency is it that you work for, Flory? Galaxy 3 Gamma Gamma. Ah, yes. Yes, I may have had some dealings with them before. Or possibly will have had at some point. Just mention my name. They'll understand, I'm sure. Ah, I had no idea you were an ally of ours. Oh, I said I'd had dealings. I didn't say as an ally. Well, that's awkward. Indeed. I think I'd best be on my way. Uh, Amar, I'll need to interview you for my report. Oh, yes, of of course. Uh, uh, Amar, I'd like a word before you go. I'll see you in the main complex. Uh, The canteen? Sure thing. I say that. Excuse me. Hello. Can I help you? You most certainly can, young lady. We're here from the Ursa Aquarii Xeno Archaeological Society. I'm afraid our shuttle was delayed. Uh, we're looking for Mr. Ice and Professor Wick. Ah, yes. Uh, we've been expecting you. Um, if you come with me, I'll be able to explain everything. I think. Uh, this way. Well, Amma, I must say, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've shown great courage and no little resourcefulness. I know Mrs. Clark has enjoyed your company too, and since it would seem that you find yourself at something of a loose end... Doctor? I wondered if you'd care to join Mrs. Clark and me on our travels. I sense you're made of the right stuff. Doctor... I completely agree. I don't think it's a good idea, Doctor. But thank you for the offer. I'm flattered. Really, I am. Oh, oh, shame. Well, uh, then I suppose this is indeed goodbye. Thank you, Emma. (laughs) Thank you, Doctor. Constant, may I speak with you before we say goodbye? Uh, Privately? I... Please, please, Constant. Of course. I'll walk you out. Goodbye, Emma. Goodbye, Doctor. Emma, 
I'm sorry. Constance, please, let me speak. I confess I am lost in admiration for you. But you are married, of course. I am, yes. So it is best if I keep my feelings to myself. Emma, you saved my life twice in a day and likely saved countless more lives also. You're a very brave and a very wonderful man. This may have been only a brief encounter, but I promise I will never forget you. <laughs> to not be forgotten. I should like that very much. Goodbye, Emma. Goodbye to you too, Constance Clark. shame that old Amar didn't feel inclined to join us on our travels. But one must always endeavour to accept rejection with good grace. He did. Still, I must confess, I'm not used to being turned down quite so... Ah. Ah. Indeed. I, um, um, Mrs. Clark, I don't know about you, but I've got sand everywhere, and I mean everywhere. In my mouth, in my ears, up my nose... So, what we need, I suggest, is to go somewhere where we can feel properly refreshed. A little bit wet, a little bit windy, perhaps, but nonetheless reasonably clement. And I know just the place. London. Good heavens, no. I was thinking the blustery moon of Thessalonia. By a strange quirk of cosmic chemistry, the rain on the blustery moon of Thessalonia tastes rather like homemade lemonade. London, Doctor. London. Back to the war. Oh, uh, which war? My war, obviously. I made it clear I was not deserting when I left. Now look, I can't claim to know much about the condition of the human heart, but let's not be hasty, Constantia. Mrs. Clark. Amar was a nice enough chap, of that I've no doubt, but no chap is worth losing one's head over. I have not lost my head over anyone. Oh. But wherever I go, be it Tamar or Strelin or this blustery moon of yours, I won't ever be free, will I? Not until I know. About Mr. Clark? About my husband. All that time, Ice was engaged to be married to a secret agent, a spy, and yet he never once suspected her. It makes one think, does it not? I uh, suppose it does. Now, I'm going to change back into my uniform. It's time, I think, I resigned my commission. Well, from the Wrens? From this ship. From the TARDIS. London, Doctor. PDQ.
Coming next from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Quicksilver. My dearest H, I'm never sure exactly when you might be... Hush now. I'll do my best to let you know when I might be coming back. Who knows? This beastly war may be six months closer to being over. Indeed. Remain constant. Constance, my rock. You too, Henry. Goodbye. (laughs) Lieutenant Commander Henry Clark. Lost in action. Oh, no. What is this place? Earth, General. Police raid of the shelter! Oi, lad, what are you doing over there? Oh, no, 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 no. They're coming for me. They've not far for eight to choose They're coming for everyone. Stop right there, or I shoot you. The human has a weapon. Please, you must help me. How do you know who I am? Fire weapon! You run, black cowards, and we will seek you out. We are coming. General Villal, I presume, you've brought an alien war to Earth. Only hope we're not too late to stop the killing. Big Finish. We love stories. I'm Colin Baker and I play the Sixth Doctor in Doctor Who, the well-known television and Big Finish audio programme. The result is all that matters. And what result are you hoping for? What every being truly desires, Doctor. Absolute power over life and death. Doctor Who Absolute Power by Jamie Anderson. The Jamie Anderson of the great Anderson clan. He wrote it and has directed it and he's oh, he's very insistent that we do it right. And he's uh, a rather nice fellow and a very good director. I'm Jamie Anderson and I'm the writer and director of Absolute Power. Thank you. The planet Tamar. One of the five wonders of the Ursa Aquarii system. Not really the stunning vistas I was hoping for and... Oh, goodness me. Oh, what's that smell? It's like pickled eggs and pear drops. Oh, I rather like the smell of pear drops. What your olfactory system is detecting, Mrs. Clark? Aha. It's a mixture of sulphur compounds, together with a little diacetyl formamide. Oh, is it safe? There's houses. Up that hill, I think. Come along. I hope the view improves. Mauve sand dunes may be novel, but they're hardly inspiring. I guarantee you'll be impressed. Mm. Very nice. What a lovely smell it is, too. Ah. <laughs> and I personally can't bear the smell of pear drops, but there you go. <laughs> I wanted it to be morally dubious. I'm a big fan of, of morally dubious drama where you're, you're not sure whether the good guy is doing the right thing or whether there's some merit or true reason behind what the baddie's up to. So in this, I, I kind of wanted to play with that, with what is the right thing to do, what is just in this circumstance, is the survival of one race over another ever okay? So yeah, it was it was just a fun thing to do to try and pull in different aspects of, of Doctor Who and general drama that I enjoy the most. And of course the lovely Constance Clark, 
old CC herself? Isn't it putting me in my place yet again? Why they always give me companions that put me in my place? Those Maggie Stables who put me in my place, and now I've got Miranda Raisin as Constance putting me in my place. Everyone else in the script apparently is allowed to call her Constance, but she makes me call her Mrs. Clark. Perhaps my doctor does need to be told occasionally how to behave, but uh, she is lovely as always, is Miranda. I'm Miranda Raisin and I play Constance Clark. They've ended up on a planet where, yet again, all is not what it seems. Constance isn't very impressed from the start with this sort of rather ugly planet on which there are all sorts of um, of things going on. The Doctor and Constance are separated for longer than usual in this one, and they're both very much kind of off doing their own thing. But this is a nice one for Constance because there's lots of kind of code-breaking and different languages and things which she's actually good at are in the kind of remit of her expertise. So she gets to sort of prove herself a An intriguing companion because this lady from World War II um, who's dragged away from the world that she knows but has taken like a duck to water to the responsibilities that the doctor heaps on her to a lot of deciphering goes on. She's a clever girl. You know, she's a strong character and, and, and the writing for... I mean, she's only strong because of the writing. You know, you can only ever be as good as what's written for you, really. The script that Jamie's written... It reminds you as you go along, you know, who you are and who you're creating and helps you build on that. I mean, sometimes I suppose a sidekick can be a bit of a a, a cipher sort of character, but I think that she brings things out in the Doctor and the Doctor brings things out in her, and that's, you know, incredibly helpful to move the stories along. And that sort of stoic Brit from the 40s is just such a cool character to play around with, to have a historical non-contemporary character was just fun and to play on her sort of stiff upper lip I suppose but no it it just came very naturally and more so after I listened to her first couple of stories and really understood what she was about or what she should be about I've done lots of shows where I spend the whole time thinking I'm going to be dead next week or you know they'll they'll do something to me next week um I know that she wants to find her husband and that that's, that's sort of the great mystery of her life and, and it's stopping her from moving on apart from anything else. I mean, well, does she move on and get on with her life as a relatively young woman or does she carry on in the pursuit of finding out what's happened to her husband? And we have Florrie, who is Ice's fiancée but turns out to be an undercover operative, deliciously played by Jenny Bede. I'm very lucky, I get lots of lovely ladies in my casts. Hello, I'm Jenny Bede. I'm playing Flurry today. Well, there's no easy way to say this, but um, I'm afraid I've been misleading you. I'm not just some gold digger. I'm a secret agent working for the Galaxy 3 Intelligence Agency. <gasps> I've been undercover for the last year, observing ICE. Flurry is pretending to be one thing when she's actually another... There's a fair amount of that going on in this. It's it's starting to get quite confusing. But, yeah, she's actually a lot brighter than she appears. She's got an agenda. And, it's yeah, it's nice to be able to play both sides of that. In most Doctor Who stories, there's there's somebody who isn't who they say they are. Almost always. But, yeah, there's normally a sort of background of people who are fairly honest and who are the normal inhabitants of, of the place. And the Doctor and the Companion come in and are often mistaken for somebody. And then there's some other party who is a nefarious schemer. So I sort of wanted to play with that slightly and really make it so that basically only one character in the entire story is who they say they are. And there's no, there's no duplicity going on. It's quite a difficult thing to get across 
on radio or on you know just on audio you've got to be careful to get it over but then not to be too obvious with it because the other characters can't know so it's it's quite a challenge but hopefully it's coming across and we've got uh, Corbel and Finan who are the Retronites who are kind of uh, intergalactic heavy-duty police uh, Gary Martin and Esther Hall uh, who I recognised instantly from those BT ads years ago dear Esther very lovely lady such a great cast it really is a smashing cast and we've had a, a great time doing this story hello my name is Gary Martin and I play Corbel well sir I can't raise her then the decision is made how long to Tamar a little over four minutes sir proceed I saw him as an alien. I, I saw him as a bit of a, he's kind of a bounty hunter in the respect he's he, he's got to sort out the situation. He's a troubleshooter, but he's quite ruthless. He, he's impatient. Uh, even though he's doing good, he thinks who he's doing it for. He, he doesn't think twice about killing somebody. And that gives you a kind of a rough idea. I'm Esther Hall, and I play Fienan. I was talking to Gary outside, and... Um He's wonderful. I mean, just hearing his voice and what he does with it is, is sensational. I and mean, he does a lot of voice work. And I don't, and I'd like to do more. But doing this in a booth, <laughs> you, know, you haven't got your audience, you haven't got a television camera in front of you on stage, but it's, it's, I suppose it's, it, it'd be comparable to doing radio. It's, it's great fun, and there's a, a great camaraderie, and it's fun, and it's, you can play with it, and it's, um, it's really enjoyable. And I suppose the difference... If there is a difference, is simply, I suppose, that you don't have an audience and you don't have to retake, but I, w- I would put it alongside radio, because I think it's very similar to radio in that sense, that you're there behind a mic having fun and creating a story. Yeah, we've got Arian Wick, who is a scientist who comes to an untimely end very quickly and becomes the host body of the Nenexi. That's played by an actor I haven't worked with before, Neil Edmund, who is brilliant and very, very funny and a joy to work with. And then I'm reunited with an old friend, Paul Reynolds, who I did a movie with in the year 2000 called Asylum. I was a property developer and he was my assistant. And we went to take over this disused asylum, which was filmed in a disused asylum and was the creepiest place I've ever been in. And while we were there, we got savagely hacked to death by a wandering lunatic. And we shared pictures. I brought a picture in today to show him of us covered in blood after our untimely end. And he's playing Liam Ice, who is uh, this ghastly American, unlike most Americans who are lovely. Um, he, he is selfish, arrogant, um, abuser of everything and everybody who gets his comeuppance. I'm Neil Edmond, and I'm playing Professor Arian Wick. And I'm Paul Reynolds, and I'm playing Liam Ice. Oh, did you say Reynolds as opposed to Reynolds? No, it's because you said Edmond. Oh. Is your name really Edmond? It is. It's, we put the emphasis on the latter part because my dad was a sales rep and he did a lot of phone stuff, so I think to get the spelling right, and we've all picked up his intonation. Doctor, Mrs Clark, we've been expecting you. You have? Yeah, of course you have, Mr... Um... Liam Ice. Two eyes, no eyes. This is Professor Arian Wick. Arian, these must be our two distinguished guests from the Ursa Aquarii Xenoarchaeological Society. Pleased to meet you. Wick seems to have some 
capability in terms of the examination of artefacts and his understanding of things, but not nearly as detailed as he's claiming, because the Doctor manages to poke holes in his identity. But he seems to have been brought in by Ice as both an expert and a stooge. Yeah, all part of the grand scheme. Ice is a big plan to take over the galaxy, or at least share it. I'm dead. I'm I'm dead by thir- page thirty-two. I thought, and then four pages later, oh, I'm alive again. Oh well. Would you say that Ice's accent is space Brooklyn? For sure. Okay. Space Brooklyn crossed with musical uh, actor uh, who's never really going to get the lead. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I think a lot about these things. Tender. Yeah. His assistant, Amar Elkady, played by the lovely Orion Nick. This is his first job out of drama school. He's uh, such a lovely actor. He's very, very good. And he's done it beautifully playing this terribly weak, wibbly person who can't do anything and is madly in love with Constance in a kind of puppyish way. It's a smashing performance. My name's Orion Nick and I'm playing Amar. Amar, you saved my life twice in a day and likely saved countless more lives also. You're a very brave and a very wonderful man. This may have been only a brief encounter, but I promise I will never forget you. To not be forgotten. I should like that very much. Amar is, well, downtrodden assistant is, is what he's described as. He works for Ice, who's a powerful mogul who is so power-hungry, hence the name of, of the piece. And Amar, his intentions are all right. They're all in the right place. His heart's in the right place. I think he values his job a lot but he gets an inkling that something's not right. And it's actually fear from losing his job that he doesn't fulfil this inkling. And it's only when he's surrounded by Constance and the Doctor that he actually thinks, hold on a sec, I have enough backup now, and someone who believes what I'm saying, that actually, let's see what's going on here. All I knew is that this was going to be a, a sick Doctor and Constance story. Alan Barnes told me that the next story, Quicksilver, wasn't written yet. <laughs> And so I'd have to leave it slightly open-ended. And in fact, he wrote the last scene to fit with Quicksilver. So, yeah, I had no idea it was going that way. And in fact, in the very, very first draft of the first synopsis or outline of this story, the only surviving character really is, is Amar. And it was going to be a love interest. And as we changed the story and changed it and changed it, and all the original characters and storylines fell away, he stayed there. And eventually I wrote another draft and, and got rid of Amar and the love interest. Uh, and then Alan said, nope, got to have him back in. And I thought for a second that there was going to be something that Constance was going to stay on Tamar with Amar or something like that. But sadly not. Um, I still hope that Amar will make a reappearance at some point because he's a great character and a great potential love interest for Constance, I think. He has a certain level of interaction with Constance, who is a very well-spoken English rose, I, I, I like to think, and Amar is completely <laughs> swept off his feet by this lady who's so well-spoken, she thinks so clearly, logistically, she ticks all the boxes for Amar, who... I don't think has been exposed to much female interaction, so I think he's a bit head over heels, which is so fun to play. 
It is sad. It is sad. I mean, he hasn't had time to really fall in love with Constance. I think he's probably a bit lonely. There aren't that many women to choose from, I don't think, on, on, uh, on the planet. And I think also sometimes crushes... I think it's a crush that he's got, and I think sometimes crushes are a really good thing because they they make you question what it is that you crushed on about that person. And I think in his case, you know, Constance is strong, she's energetic, she gets things done, she's, you know, and he's been a bit of a weed in certain areas. So I think that might he might take from this relationship or lack of relationship the fact that he can take on some of her qualities. Until the last section of the, of the piece, you have this underlining romance and butterflies in the stomach every time he talks to or sees Constance and it's just so much fun to to play with because I mean with my age and where I'm at with my life it's so relatable to to what Amar's feeling yeah Orion's character Amar is a it's a lovely character that uh, kind of sweet adoration of a young man for a more sophisticated slightly older woman and his ham-fisted way of dealing with it Yes, it is a story of, well, it's a story of genocide and corruption, but it's also a story of unrequited love.